Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Inside Sources. I'm filling in for Boyd Matheson today. My name is Greg Scordis, and I'm happy to be here. I um, had an interesting conversation with my wife yesterday that leads to our next topic. And she said, because we're getting a little older, as many of you are, that the biggest financial burden that our seniors are going to face going forward are taxes. And at first I thought, well, food tax, gas tax. We're talking about property taxes. And um, a lot of our senior citizens would would agree that that's the most significant annual expense that they pay. What can we do about that? Well, Senator Lincoln Fillmore, who joins us today, who represents Utah's 10th Senate District, which includes um, a lot of southern Salt Lake County, and who has spent most of his career in education, uh, is experienced as a teacher, principal, school business manager, and founded Charter Solutions in 2007 to help public charter schools operate more efficiently. Uh, Senator Fillmore, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Boyd. It's good to be with you. And and let me ask you this as we start, um, Senator Fillmore. Uh, how does this work, and what's the impetus for this bill that would allow seniors to get some sort of a tax break or tax deferral? What is it exactly? Uh, thanks for asking, and thanks for having me on. You're right. This is a really important topic. And taxes, ever-growing property taxes, um, are a real burden for senior citizens on fixed incomes who maybe have lived in their home for uh, a generation or maybe two generations. Um, And they face the real prospect of having to uh, sell their family homes just in order to meet the property taxes uh, that they need to pay as those property taxes grow over time. So um, in 2021 and again in 2022, I'll be running a bill to try to solve that problem by allowing senior citizens of limited means to defer property taxes until, uh, until they've gone the way of all the earth and, uh, and then their estate can take care of paying those taxes out of the, out of the estate. But oh, I we're see. not so going to force senior citizens to leave their homes. It's not a waiver, it's a deferral. Yeah. Yeah, in that way, we protect all other taxpayers, right? It's not a subsidy... Um, it's not saying that uh, that you know that that a senior citizen doesn't need to contribute to you know the operation of the roads and libraries and uh, all the other things that we pay taxes for, but it does say that we're not going to force you out of your home in order to collect those taxes, and uh, uh, so we're going to let you, you can you can live, you can stay in your home. Um, we know that that home is an asset, but it's just not a cash asset that you can trade in to pay your taxes. And so until the point when it becomes a cash asset, that is when it transfers from the senior citizen to somebody else, uh, either through sale or through death and it's passed on to the heirs, then the taxes will just be due with interest at that point. So uh, we're joined this afternoon with uh, Senator Lincoln Fillmore of the Utah State Senate uh, talking about a bill that he's proposing uh, to help seniors defer uh, taxes. And you said that it's uh, seniors of a certain economic class. What, how would you define the, the seniors that would qualify for this benefit? It's based on the prevailing wages and the average wage in each county where this would happen. So um, 
in Salt Lake County, that would be a little bit higher than somebody in Paiute County where the average wage is lower. But it would be based on a percentage of the average household income in each specific county. Um, because the goal really here is to help senior citizens who are cash poor, um, even if they may be, uh, you know, property rich, right? If they've owned their home for 50 years, there's a very good chance that, that home is paid off, that it's increased in value over time. And so that asset by itself might be worth four hundred or $500,000. Um, but because it's not cash, you simply can't turn that you know, you can't turn that property into a payment, a payment for your property taxes. So we just want to make sure that they can stay there in the meantime, knowing that we'll be able to collect the taxes later. So we're talking about a tax deferral, uh, Senator Fillmore, but there's always a fiscal note to something like this. And my understanding um, that Utah lies that uh, our public education is largely funded by property taxes. Is there going to be a, a way that we can make up that loss, at least during this deferral period, or, or is public education just going to take a hit, or is there some other source of revenue so that that doesn't happen? Yeah. Actually, education is funded mostly by income taxes, not property taxes, although most of your property taxes goes to fund education. Uh, but yeah, the fiscal note on this is actually very small, because the, uh, the percentage of people that we're talking here is very small. And because uh, it's really just kind of a one-time shift in the collection of payment uh, rather than uh, giving away of, of property tax dollars now. So today, Utah has a property tax circuit breaker. Um, and so what that allows senior citizens to escape the responsibility for, for property tax completely. But it only applies to the a very low income, like $11,000 per year of income. And that's a, a fine program, um, but it doesn't capture everybody who needs it, and it really does play the role of um, of letting, forcing other taxpayers to subsidize what might be a, a property-rich estate. And my problem with that approach, and why I, I like the deferral so much better, is because when we when we excuse a senior citizen from paying property taxes at all. What we're really doing is subsidizing the heirs to that estate. Um, the, eventually, that senior citizen's property is going to be sold, uh, and uh, who, whoever are the beneficiaries of that estate, whether that's children or grandchildren or a trust, um, they will just get, get that entire property and be able to do with it whatever they'd like. Um, to me, it just seems right that rather than subsidizing the future heirs by uh, giving a blank property tax waiver, that we would simply defer those taxes uh, and allow it to be paid back with interest when the property is sold and turned into cash. It looks like from my brief reading of some of the information about the bill that it applies, uh, you articulated this a little better, but to, to people over the age of 65 with a property, evalu- a property valuation of under half a million dollars. Is that That's right. Yep, that's right. So who's, who's pushing back on this, if anyone? Um, the biggest amount of pushback that we had in the legislative session came from a handful of counties um, who I think worry about the logistics of how this might work. And, um, you know, the Utah Association of Counties, we worked closely with them in drafting the legislation. 
And so counties as a whole uh, were supportive and fine with the idea, but there were a few individual counties that pushed back and pushed back hard and talked their, talked their legislators into voting against the bill. I think it failed in the House by something like three votes. Uh, and, and so, and so, how do you intend to resurrect that? I mean, is it information that's got to go to these counties so that they know that they're not going to lose those those resources, or or is it something that we're just going to have to to live with? Yeah, now now that we have a better sense about what counties really are um, uh, have concerns about this, so I want to work with those counties directly, try to assuage their concerns, make potential changes to the legislation uh, if we if we can do that without disrupting. Um, the intent of it, um, but uh, and we hope to be able to talk to individual legislators who uh, you know who voted no that we think we might be able to persuade to vote yes, and really be able to have some uh, senior citizens come up to the legislature to be able to testify and and talk to their legislators. That wasn't possible in a year uh, when COVID was uh, was such a concern on the Hill, but I think we have every hope that in 2022 that. Um, you know, the people who would benefit from this can actually come up and talk to their legislators and shake their hand and look them in the eye and say, I'm going to lose my house if something like this doesn't pass. Um, please let me stay in my home. I'll pay the taxes back with interest later, but don't force me to sell my home in order to pay property taxes that just continually rise. Senator Filmer, in the remaining 30 seconds that we have here, what kind of hit, what kind of taxation or interest, should I say, will the heirs have? How is that going to work? Yeah, it's based on already existing government interest rates that range between 3 and 5% per year. So it'll be, it'll be uh, taxed on that 3 to 5% based on the, the number of years or time that had passed yeah. since, the, since the tax was deferred. Yes, that's right. So it, it's not free, right? So there is a cost to the deferral. Uh, we think, uh, therefore, a lot of people won't uh, choose to make that cost. But it's not exorbitant to the point where it's going to cripple the ability to pay when the house is sold. Senator Fillmore, thank you for joining us today. Good luck with that bill. It sounds like a great idea, especially for those of us that are uh, after, past the age of 60. So <laughs> go for it. Right. Let me know how we can Thanks, help you. Boy. Um, When we come back after the break, uh, we're going to be joined by a friend of mine, uh, Utah County Attorney David Levitt, who will talk to us about criminal justice reform and some of the things that he's got on his plate. Uh, I don't agree with all of them, but I love the man and I appreciate him being here. Uh, We'll be back in a few minutes. Thank you. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.